Dickie's Barbecue and Pop Warner is a proud sponsor of the boys as the boys are on Radio Row. We sat down with Dr. Michael Gervais, and we talked a lot about uh, high-performance psychology and, w and what it takes to just keep the mind healthy and train. He's worked with some of the biggest names in the business, and now he's partnered with Pete Carroll on an endeavor that we're excited to tell you about. Follow it here. Welcome back to Radio Row. The boys are hanging out, and uh, again, so so fortuitous it is for us to be able to come across uh, not just not just athletes, not just actors, not entertainers. For some reason, a lot of WWE superstars, but like uh, well, people in their field that are they're literally doctors, people that are renowned. Doctor Michael, and help me out here, Gervas. Close. Yeah. Close. Gervais. Gervais. Oh, it was Gervais. Really close. So Dr. Michael Gervais is with us. He's a renowned expert in high-performance psychology. And, uh, well, you got a lot going on with Compete to Create. So talk to us about it. Talk about what you do and how you help uh, individuals, uh, well, I guess, reach their goals. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Uh, like, one, it's great to be here with you guys. Celebrate some of the extraordinaries that are, you know, trying to figure it out at the Super Bowl. Yeah, And, right. you know, the stories around that. And what a great celebration of people that are fundamentally dedicated to being their best. Right. And so I've been fortunate, and I'll get to the Compete to Create pit in a minute. I've been fortunate to work across the NFL for nine years with the Seattle Seahawks. I was not with the team last year. and um, That explains the, the collapse. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what we were able to do is we were working from an organizational standpoint to, to help people from the inside out become their very best. So there's only three things that you can train as humans. You can train your craft, you can train your body, and you can train your mind. And the best of the best of the best, they don't leave one of those up to chance. So our commitment was to be world-class in training the mind of the men that want to be their very best. And then from that, Coach Carol and I ended up building a business to share those practices into businesses. And so we took those best practices on how to build a culture of vibrance and thriving and how to build the psychological skills to help people become their best and then port that over into the business world, you know, for executives and, um, and leaders. So when it comes to athletes, you know, we see athletes, we talk about it a lot. At a very young age, people will look at someone and say, that's going to be an athlete. And it's basically things are force fed or given and are the athletes the hardest ones when it comes to uh, the mindset of, of making them see their potential from the mind and not from someone else? Two things on that. Right. You're right. That happens in every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it's a really unfortunate thing that takes place. And I'll tell you why first. Is that when somebody looks at you at a young age and they say, you're an athlete, you're going to be a great athlete. And the, the, the teacher talks about it, your uncle talks about it, your aunt talks about it, the neighborhood's talking about it because you've shown something. Right. You've shown a, you know, some talent. We end up helping that young person foreclose their identity. Just foreclosure is not a good thing, right? right? So they, they no longer are exploring music, history, yes. Yes. science. They foreclosed all that to double down, triple down, chip all in to become an athlete. So what ends up happening, fast forward, I don't know, 10 years, they become really good because they've chipped in. But the risk that they've taken is that when they go on the field now, their entire identity is at stake. Hmm. So that's why we see our brains light up in very predictable ways where it feels like fight, flight, freeze. All of the threat mechanisms take place when they're going out as adults playing a game that they once loved. And now it's a threat to them. Hmm. It's a threat to their identity. So, 
you know, that it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but it happens in every neighborhood. We can do better. And one of the parenting tips on that is um, when you talk to your kids, talk to them about and reward them and recognize the things that are fully in their control. Instead of saying you're so smart, intelligence is not in their control. Say, God, I love watching you play. I love watching you make mistakes and figure it out. That's I love great. the effort wow. you put right. into it. You know, it's one of my favorite things to see you, you know, sorting it out on the field and in the practice and whatever. So talk about what they can control. And that puts people in a position of power in their life. You know, part of my story is when I was young, I was an athlete. And whenever I was young, I would, I would play a lot of sports. I'm very tall. You saw me when we were. I'm just a big guy. And so I played basketball. That was my identity. And then I broke my ankle. Mm. And after I broke my ankle, um, I was at a bit of a loss for a minute. And it was I no longer had that thing that I identified by because I wasn't a basketball player. I was mm. a considering becoming a broadcaster, considering joining the military, considering marrying my girlfriend too young. Like, how do you help individuals, not just athletes, but anyone, after they lose that thing, they consider their identity? Yeah, so this is now we're like pulling out from sport to the rest of us because there's a crisis right now that's happening across our our, our country for sure. The great resignation is we're labeling it. But really what that is, is people are saying, hey, I'm not doing life this way anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not living and sacrificing the things that bring me joy and happiness for bottom lines, right. for your company, for Wall Street. So they're leaving. And it's because they are reconnecting to something deeper than identity. Okay, so there's two types of identity to work from. Performance-based identity, which is I am what I do. And then purpose-driven identity, which is I am a human with purpose. And my purpose is fill in the blank. So how do you go bigger than identity? Is you say, what's your purpose? And then mm. work from that place. And then, you know, when something matters to you, you'll do whatever it takes. I learned that from special operators in the, in the Navy SEALs. When something matters, you'll do whatever it takes. So we're here, it's the Super Bowl. We're obviously talking all about athletics, but this isn't something just strictly for the athletic world. This is every walk of life, right? Yeah, definitely. Psychology, the unique thing about this science that I love is that you take your mind everywhere you go. And so whether it's in the practice arena or it's actually on the field or it's in a boardroom or a living room, sometimes a bedroom, <laughs> you know, we, right? we take our mind everywhere we go. And like we talked about, you can, you can train and condition your mind. Most people, this is like a layup in my industry. Most people have not formally trained their mind. They haven't done it. So it's like, oh, great. Let me show you some basics. Like it, you can train your mind to be confident. You can train to be calm. You can train to be focused. You can train to use your mind to see excellence in the future as opposed to anxiety, which is seeing the future unfold in a negative way, mm. which an undisciplined mind will go to anxiety. That's why it's on the rise right now. Sure. And so, yeah, this is, when you train your mind, you end up living in the present moment more often. You end up living with a little bit of fire in your belly, a little zest. You end up, you know, having that pop in your step because you're, you're kind of leaning on the front foot, you know, to get after it in life. So let's say someone with a, a mental illness like me who thinks, hey, my mental illness makes me strange and unique and is the center of my personality. What do you say to that guy? Like, no, we can, we can keep this special part of you, but also let's get better in these areas. Yeah, so listen, we're all, we're all a bit off our rocker. You know, like... Yeah, yeah we know <laughs> each other. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah so, so we, last yeah. Night. we fit in here. Yeah, we fit in. <laughs> so this is never about reducing the specialness. This is about 
being able to manage the parts of you that feel uncontrollable or are getting in the way. For example, would you think that OCD would facilitate people being great at the Super Bowl or being great in the NFL or get in the way? I would assume get in the way. Yeah. That would be my gut response. Not me. What? <laughs> just because of the, the strict regimen, you know, schedules, just they're guidelined and it's right there. I, I don't know. That's how I would see it. Yeah. So it, it depends, mm. right? And yeah. so if, if you don't check it and it becomes unwieldy, it becomes the dragon that runs the show. But just a little bit of OCD, like the particularness of getting things right and doing it with yeah, some detail, will take you a long way. <laughs> but if it gets in the, if you can't leave your house because of it. By the yeah. way, that, that got, cough was me pointing at Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. And so, you know, th th that's one example. And I'll give you a fun little story is that one of the best in the world came. This was early in my career. It was about 20 years ago. Uh, they flew in from Texas. I'm in California. And they flew in with the, their 12-year-old uh, daughter. And she was one of the top in the world in gymnastics. And they came in because she was struggling. And they sat down. And within 15 minutes, I was like, oh, listen, this is clearly OCD. So I said, hey, mom, um, can I have a word with you? So we go in the other room. I said, hey, listen, um, it's clear your daughter's got OCD. She's top three in America, you know, top five in the world. We could go to work on that. And she says, great. Will my daughter be better? I said, uh, I don't know. She goes, so we could, we could kind of cure the OCD, but maybe she's not a good Yeah, I think that that's probably how it's going to work out. And she said, great. Gosh, it's so nice to meet you. Wow. She packed her keys. Like, Can we wait till after the Olympics? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Can she suffer for three more years? You know, so, listen, there's choices we need to make. And mental health, it's on the world stage right now. And so it's a really exciting time. So, okay, I'm a minority. This is something you're, you're saying a lot of acronyms as a minority growing up in a household. And I'm going to tell you our culture, it's really shunned, shunned mm. upon. It's not something that's talked about. How do you introduce that to someone who's a minority to help them through that process? I cannot. I cannot do mm -hmm. it. So we need the legends that are... Um, heroes in our neighborhoods to do it right right so i needed people like me that i could identify with to say god look how they do look look at look, did you see and i'm fascinated by them and then they raise their hand to say yeah you got to train your mind dude right you know and then so look at well, look at simone biles what she did right she exactly. waved both of her arms Huge. saying listen you've got to you've got to work from the inside out i'm not i'm not playing the game anymore like to do tricks for approval for sure. money. Right. Like, I'm going to work from the inside out. So we need the heroes. We need, like, I sat down with um, DeMar uh, DeRozan. Yes. And I sat down with Kevin Love. And we had this, um, it's on our Finding Mastery podcast. We had a great conversation about mental health. And DeMar says, listen, I'm out of my mind with, you know, anxiety, depression. Like, this is, this is brutal. And he says, in, in, in my family, in my neighborhood, I, I didn't know how to talk about that. Right. So we need our heroes to demonstrate the courage that they have on the, on the floor or on the court mm -hmm. to demonstrate that for the rest of us. And they're doing it right now. Yep. And it, it's an extraordinary time for um, great leaders from athletics to show us how to invest in humanity. I could do this for an hour. Sure. Right. I, I, sure. We don't have the exactly. time. I could do this for an hour. Uh, give us the podcast. Give us everything that's yeah, available. No. And give us the website one time. Perfect. Thank you. It's Finding Mastery is the podcast. And uh, social media handles are 
at Michael Gervais, G-E-R-V-A-I-S, on all the handles. And then the website is findingmastery.net. Dr. Michael Gervais, thank you so very much, friend. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You're listening to Two Men On Radio Row from 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.